0: This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hey there, I'm Mary Angelica and host of Honestly Becoming, your new favorite five-minute podcast for driven entrepreneurs. Be ready for mic drops and breakthroughs that will help you embody your most authentic, successful, and honest self. I know you're busy, which is why I get right to the point. I condense years of coaching, courses, and certifications and give you the golden nuggets, five minutes at a time. Get ready to become the best version of yourself. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others, so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stay It Out Loud Podcast. Me, Christine. I'm so glad that you're here to listen to another conversation and with another inspiring woman. There seems to be a bit of a trend here, Amanda. This is so great. Um, so I'm here with Amanda Otterman, and I'm gonna let her introduce herself a little bit more to you. But I can tell you because you can't see us, we are both wearing pink. Although Amanda is wearing this amazing leopard print pink. <laughs> it's so fabulous. I love it. And as much <laughs> as I'm wearing pink, Mine's just a sweatshirt, so I feel a little dressed down, but I think you look amazing and you brought your
1: va-va-voom to this conversation, so. Well, the thing is, Christine, even though you feel that you're dressed down, you still look fabulous and you always look fabulous, so.
0: (laughs) Well, I love you. I'll take it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here to chat with me. I appreciate your time. And I would love for you to just give our listeners a little introduction to who is Amanda and, and just tell us a couple little things about yourself.
1: Absolutely. So um I am uh, in my 40s. I'll also say I'm going to be 43 next month. So actually looking forward to that birthday. I find that going into my 40s, I'm actually looking forward to my birthdays a little bit because it just 40s have been like my life restart for me. So it's been yes, like lots of like positive things have happened in my 40s and like so it's like, this is the decade is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I love uh, that. yeah, I recently got married about a year and a half ago. Um, and uh, between the two of us, we have five children. Uh, wow. And I three from my previous marriage and he's got two from his. And they range anywhere from four, 13 to 23. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're, we are busy um i do i am busy um i have been a registered nurse for 22 years and now i am also venturing out into the world of personal training health coaching wellness um and like you'll hear those pieces of the story as we get into <laughs> further into this podcast um i love I have my own uh, weight loss journey, um, mental health journey. So those have all been pieces of my life that have now finally come together in my 40s. Um, And it's funny, it took a pandemic to do it. Um, But, you know, here I am. So just a little, that's my little tidbit (laughs) at this point in time. Um, And then I'm, I'm sure you'll hear a little bit more from me about my story as we go on.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned it because it's interesting, of all the conversations I'm having, um, we're talking about the fact that many people aren't having these conversations about how the pandemic has impacted them and what's going on now as a result of the life that has changed during that time of our lives right? Like we've all gone through this incredibly traumatic period of time and uh, it's impacted us in very different ways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think so many people have found themselves in a place where they're thinking or feeling, I need a shift and a change. I can't keep doing what I've been doing and, or I, I'm not feeling this anymore and everything has changed and I want to change too. So, so tell us a little bit about, how that little shift started, not little, big shift, really, how that shift started to happen for you. What was going on during the pandemic? You mentioned that you're a registered nurse, so I can only yeah. imagine uh, how that was impacting you at that time. But maybe yeah. just talk us through that. What was going on during the pandemic and and how did you know that there was a need for you to make changes?
1: So when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, um, officially, I guess you could say, we were kind of, you know being prepped about it a little bit in the in the behind the scenes before it really hit the media. Um, I worked in home and community care services. I was a community case manager. Um, I had client caseloads of about anywhere from 110 to 115 people um, that I was responsible for in the community. Um, basically making sure that, you know, they were getting their home care services, long-term care assessments, in-home functional assessments. Just one of the many, many things uh, a care coordinator would do. So, um, when the pandemic hit, of course, everybody got moved to working from home. Um, You know, they were telling us it was only going to be a couple of weeks, it wasn't that bad. They put all home visits on hold. Um, And they basically just told us to hang tight. And unfortunately, you know, hospitals are starting to explode at the same time and what people didn't understand what was happening in the in the community because the focus was always on the hospitals they never it never got out there as to what we were seeing unfold in the community so what was happening in the community was basically all of a sudden we had service providers just dropping clients dropping service dropping everything altogether because their staff was scared and they they quit I think we lost more than 50% of our home care workforce within two weeks. Wow. Um, we The call, the flood of calls from families coming in, either wanting to stop service themselves, um, trying to manage their loved ones at home, or saying, oh my God, I don't have any service anymore. You need to help me. And, you know, like people don't stop getting sick or stop needing help because another crisis is going on. So the crisis in healthcare was already bad. Now we have this, and now we have no service providers. Um, My phone was ringing off the hook, my emails were blowing up, uh, my voicemails were blowing up, um, and it was just becoming a very big mess very quickly. Um, The shortage just then continued to happen. Um, They put us in a position where we had to call um, families and say, we're stopping service because we don't have service. So I I sat a whole week calling half my caseload saying, sorry, I'm pulling service from you. <laughs> that was not pleasant. Um, a lot of people were very angry, <laughs> naturally, um, you know, and a lot of families were okay. You know, they understood. Um, so again, it was just another layer of what was already a stressful job. Um, as it continued, um, things did not improve, of course, as the pandemic continued, more lockdowns, more shutdowns, work conditions didn't improve, they got worse. Um, and of course, there are more people coming on to service. Long-term care homes had completely stopped taking admissions from the community. So now we had a crisis list that maybe was 100 people, now up to 400 um, people needing wow. to be placed into long-term care, but could not be placed Um, uh, it just absolute nightmare. Um, and this continued for, well, right into when I decided that I was done. Um, you know, people were understanding at the beginning. Um, naturally, I think we were all, um, like that, where we all were understanding, trying to understand what was going on around us. But of course, you know, the pandemic fatigue started to hit people, um, you know, in this, in the world of community health, families were getting burnt out, looking after their loved ones. You know, there were still no adequate services in the community. We were really saving those hours for people who were very high needs, not the ones who really needed only a bath, which that's important too. But, um, we had to conserve, like kind of conserve our resources, um, And uh, like, you know, as people burned out, um, people got a little less friendlier. Mm -hmm. Um, The other piece that really affected me during this time was social media. Um, You know, I started to see shift in some of my friends. Um, Some of them were not so nice, not so caring, not so understanding, angry. And it's all understandable, you know, Um, but I had to shut down a lot of that too on, on my own, in my social media. I felt like that at the time. I only, I, that was the only thing I had space for was just to keep my family going. Cause my husband was laid off as well at the time. So I was the only one working. Um, so I had to keep my family going, keep the bills paid, <laughs> you know, um, try and get through whatever work was throwing at me for the day, hour by hour, And try to continue to take care of myself too, because I know my own history is if I start letting things go, like my eating habits, my workouts, consuming more wine. Mm
0: -hmm. Which I think many people did during the (laughs) pandemic, let's be honest.
1: Absolutely. um, That that was going to have more of a negative impact on my mental health and my physical functioning.
0: Yeah. Well, can so, I, can I just, can I jump in here for just a sure. quick sec? Yeah. I to say too, like, I think, um, you know, I'm resonating with what you're saying. And as much as I wasn't in the health industry um, or working in the type of work that you were, um, the survival component of living through the pandemic was like nothing we've ever experienced before. You know? exactly, And I think, you know, what you're discussing, what you're talking about is like this shift in not only is the world feel like it's falling apart. Work is like so incredibly stressful. You can't possibly keep up with the workload, you know, and you're in this business because you care about people. Right. Right. And, yep. and so it's like, you're trying to take this love for people and this desire to help people, but mm-hmm. every corner you turn, you're just being struck with, you know, uh, oh, it was a struggle it's everywhere. I think is yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Struggle everywhere. So yeah. I can, I can appreciate, like, I think some people maybe went through the pandemic and didn't have that stressful load on them the same way, because mm-hmm. maybe they weren't in a heart led or a service-based industry Um, or for whatever other reason, I don't know, but anyways, I, sorry, I just, I felt like I should interject and say that, um, because I can totally relate and understand, you know, certainly that mental health component, right. That Mm -hmm. it's like, we had to find a way to turn things off or turn things up for ourselves in order to maintain. And I was sorry.
1: No, that's okay. And I was at a point too, with social media where I was like, I didn't care if it was the news people I've known for ages, you know, like that kind of thing. If it was shooting negativity or in any kind of way felt like it was just downplaying what I knew, what I was doing on a daily basis, I just shut it down. I had to, you know, I probably lost a lot of friends (laughs) and I know I did, Um, you know, and if anyone's listening to this, sorry about that, but it was really more of about protecting my own mental health at the time. Um, it was really hard listening to even members of my family who were, you know, kind of downplaying what I was saying, what I was seeing, um, you know, and it, it, there was even those, um, outside things that were happening outside of my job that also became a challenge. So it was, you know, like this for a good, um, year and a bit, um, I even tried changing caseloads at work. I went from a rural caseload, which was really bad, to a city caseload, which was, I thought would be better, but was 10 times worse. <laughs> ah, what well, we don't know when we sign up for something, right? <laughs> right? You just don't know. You kind of think you have a little bit more to pull from when you're in the urban area, but you really don't. It's worse than the rural. You know, rural people seem to understand that they don't have anything to begin with. So it's just, it's just a complete, it was a complete gong show. So anyways, fast forward into, and then at the same time, you know, my wedding's been canceled, you know, cause I was supposed to get married in 2020. So my wedding's been canceled. I had to turn 40 in quarantine. My husband turned 50 in quarantine, like it's just you know all these other things that socially like you miss is like it's weighing on you because now like you're sitting in the house with your kids and your partner day in and day out you're working from home you're homeschooling your partner's driving you crazy because he's not working you know all of a sudden I, I I don't know if you you know have ever picked up on my my husband but he's you know he works but he also has this you know, side, I call it side gig, but it could be really another job, but he's a a high level umpire, um, for fast pitch. And, you know, anytime between May and October, every weekend he is pulled somewhere in Ontario or somewhere in the U S you know, doing tournaments, big ball tournaments, you know, he's, he's, he's international level. So there's a lot of traveling, um, for him during that time. And I like to go with him depending where he's going. Um, but that was gone. So that outlet for him was gone. Um, our regular poker nights with our friends gone. So like there was these other things that were just like compounded on top of this horrible job that I was doing. So, (laughs) Um, So fast forward to 2021 when things kind of started to settle down a little bit, as we thought in the world. Um, but for my job, it it was now trying to clean up the mess, and the mess just wasn't being cleaned up because my coworkers, about 20% of them, were all in sick leave. They all, you know, so the workload doubled, um, and then that's when I said. I am done. I was starting to get panic attacks. Um, I wasn't sleeping at night. I was, I had stopped working out regularly because I was just so stressed out and so exhausted. Um, I was shoving whatever I wanted into my mouth because that's all I could do. Um, they were, you know, I was, you know, the wine consumption went up a little bit. <laughs> The Um, weight gain started to happen a little bit, you know, I was just miserable. Um, I found the summer of 2021, you know, even though I was looking forward to my wedding in September, it just, I was praying that my dress would fit because I was under so much stress and I had bought it the year before. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it did. Thank God. But you know, like I had lost my routine, lost myself. I was grumpy. My husband was noticing Sunday nights would come and I would just be, you know, four o'clock. He said, like, I went from jackal to hide, like very quickly. Um, Yeah,
0: well, because it really brought out like if you were unhappy at work, but it was sort of covered up by maybe a couple of things you liked or, you know, you had this great social life and it sounds like, you know, outside of work, you had other things going on that brought you joy in your life. And Mm -hmm. then when all those things were taken away and you really didn't love the work anymore because not because you didn't love what you were doing, but because the circumstances made it so incredibly difficult to do that job well anymore. Right. Yeah.
1: I felt like I was just a monkey now. Like I felt like I was just putting out fires, putting out fires. I really did not feel I was in a capacity where I was actually helping people anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. I felt
1: like that. I was just constantly trying to find a solution for the next problem. Just putting out a fire, putting out a fire. Um, I, I would dread Sunday nights because I knew I started to get into a bad habit of actually looking at my work emails on Sunday nights just to see what I would have to put up with Monday morning. It was almost like I was revving myself up, but like if I didn't do it, I could not open my computer Monday morning. Like I needed to know what was sitting there. So I'd open up my computer and I'd see these emails and I'd see like the, you know, five to 10 voicemails sitting there. Um, most of it angry families because they didn't have service over the weekend or something along that lines or something bad happened. Um, you know, like, and, and then the calls actually started to get really abusive. Um, I was threatened a few times. Um, I remember going to my manager telling them that, I didn't even feel safe doing home visits anymore um, because some of these people were so angry and abusive on the phone that I felt unsafe going into their home alone to actually go and do that assessment.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how much like all of that impact had on us. And it's almost like we weren't really aware, you know, it's like we were just so focused on survival and like, I can't get this thing that I really need. And you're to blame, like not even thinking how, Yeah. And not even thinking about how my voice is now impacting you, right? Like how I've left you feeling like I'm just dumping on you because I got nowhere else to dump.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Like, I think the human mind heart, especially when you're in a heart led business, anybody we're human. I think we can only take so much before we just like, we literally break somewhere inside, you know? Yeah. And I had
1: left the hospital in 2015, just because of this kind of thing. And I'm like, no, I need to shift to a different role where I don't have the shift work and all those other hospital things. And I was quite happy with being away from the hospital. when I knew I definitely was not going to go back to the hospital at this point, yeah. <laughs> not an option. Um, but the abuse that I was getting from families and patients and the lack of support that I got from my own organization was like, you know, heart, it was, it was actually heartbreaking. Um, I felt alone. Um, I felt vulnerable, very vulnerable, um, especially physically vulnerable, you know, having to go into other people's houses again, cause they were forcing that on us. Um, they said no more visual, no, they took away our ability to completely do anything virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, why? Like this was such a good tool. Like it was effective. It was secure. Like what's the problem? Um, They forced us back out into the community and it was just like, you you know, for some of these really angry people, I'd rather do a virtual assessment than go into their home, but that wasn't supported. Um, And it was just, you know, the panic attacks and not sleeping and like everything just in my body went to shit. And I just felt horrible. I felt really bad. I was starting to feel physically unwell. And that's when I said to my husband, I know the money's good, but I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't do nursing anymore. Nursing is not what it used to be. And um, we had just gotten married. He had just gotten a new job. And I said, like, let's look at our numbers. Let's look at our finances. And let's see if I can walk away from this. And we did. And we we could. Um, so I started to look. And I finally landed myself in a non-conventional nursing role at an insurance company, which is fantastic. Um, The most supportive organization I have ever worked for. Um, I completely work from home. um, And I was very quick, actually, that I got an interview with this organization. Um, And... I was from the time I decided that I was done to the time that I started, it was two months. And I have been happier ever since from that. So that was the first shift. Um,
0: So hold hold on a second. Let me just, let me just clarify the details. So you left nursing, decided that's it. I'm done. Uh, Got into insurance, took on this role uh, and working for the super supportive organization. So Mm -hmm. what happened? Like that was a very short time, two months. So what happened or what was a signal to you? What was a flag to you that that wasn't for you?
1: That nursing no longer was for me.
0: No, that the insurance company was no longer for you.
1: No, it is. That's where I am now. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 I was misunderstanding. Okay. I got you. I got you.
0: Okay. So now you're working for (laughs) this insurance company that is (laughs) super supportive. Okay. I, I for some reason thought you meant that in the two months you worked there, you were like, I'm out of here too. Like, okay. (laughs) I was bracing for lots of uh, episodes of this, uh,
1: you know, story. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. No, I found my forever home. Um, they've, they, I have never worked for an organiza- organization that made you actually feel like you're more than just an employee, that you're human. Um, they caught on to the effects of the pandemic and have allowed us options of either working from home or working hybrid. Um, they support all of it. Um, and they really have taken a focus to the mental health of the employees and, um, Work life balance. Mm -hmm. It is like awesome, right? I have control over my schedule a little bit. Like it is just, it's been so nice. So once I got into this role and I started to get my own self back on track with my, you know, with my health overall and my mental health, I was like, you know what? Now that I have this job, I can actually supplement some of the income loss with something else that I would rather be doing as well that I've always wanted to do and I feel now that this is the right time to pursue it my kids are older um you know like I have the actual time and mental energy to do this I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. and that's when I decided to start taking my personal trainer program
0: oh good for you
1: So I signed up, went through my courses, uh, did some specialties as well. And about four months later, I was a certified personal trainer. And now I am, um, a partner with a, uh, gym in Cambridge. And again, just the right energy, just the right people, um, you know, the very first gig I got as a trainer was right after I got my certification. And I knew instantly that they were trying to mold me the way they wanted me to be and tell me what I needed to do. And they wouldn't allow me to do any programming or anything like that. And they just kind of treated me like I was an outsider. And I did feel like an outsider because who does she think she is? She's some 40 something that just started doing personal training. You know, I'm not a size two. Okay, I know you guys. The podcast can't see me. I'm not a size two. I'm a size (laughs) ten. You know, so when I went into the the first place that I first got my gig, my first gig, I you know I was working with people that I could parent. They were much younger than me, and like you know it could be my kids and just the culture and everything. And it just didn't work out for me. And then finally, like it was like. I was saying to myself, can I really do this? And like the whole imposter syndrome kind of came in because I'm like, this didn't work out. And this, like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. I was really telling myself, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm too old. I'm not, I don't look like a trainer. You know, can I, can I really do this? And, and this is where I found whole health where I am now. Um, and the mentorship, and the support, and the partnership that I have there, they also allow me to bring my own clients in from outside of the gym as well, so it's a fantastic, like, you know, we do this for you, you do this for us type of thing, Um, Mm. so I do teach some classes there, I teach spin there, I teach uh, group strength classes there, Um, but I also take on some of their personal training clients, and I can also bring in some of my own, so it's, It's been a wonderful relationship back and forth. And the other thing about this is just the energy. And it's not like walking into like, you know, a gym and you get on a machine. And no, it is an actual community that they have built there. And it's a community of women that are strong and that are all on different parts of their health and wellness journey. We just don't focus on the number on the scale. Um, She's brought in yoga. There's like meditation nights for women. There's women's circles that we do there. Um, There's sound baths and healing baths and like the amount of things and like women's retreats, yoga retreats, like there are the amount of things that have blossomed out of this tiny little gym is incredible. And the energy that comes from there is like nothing I've ever experienced before. So now I have like all this good energy, not only from my day job, but now like where I'm doing my side hustle too. So it's like, it's been a complete 360, 180 to 360 from 2020 to 2021 so 2023 where I am now. And it's just because I made that decision where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. There's more out there for me. This is not where I want to spend the rest of my life being miserable. You know, life is short. Um, I lost my dad very suddenly at the beginning, just before the pandemic started. So like, that was enough for me to be like on the wavelength of thinking of I am not wasting my time doing something that no longer serves me. I'm not putting up with bad jobs, bad relationships, bad friendships, bad (laughs) energies. Like, no, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going to go for what I want. And if I inspire some people along the way, so be it. If I don't, Fine, but this is how I'm choosing to live my life now. And I am so glad that I like just jumped in with both feet because I had no idea how either of these jobs would have worked for me. Um, yes, I call my day job a job, and I don't even call what I do like as a trainer a job. I, I love it. Um, I love helping people, you know. I've I actually this morning got a, um, I have some virtual clients too. I have one that's um, right now I'm working with. She's in the, in Atlanta, actually. She messaged me this morning. She goes, oh my God, I hit my goal. Like I hit my goal and it only took me two months. Like this is insane. And she was just so happy. And, you know, and (laughs) you know, it's like those types of things waking up to that. Just makes you feel so good because, you know, the the contrast,
0: right. The contrast of coming from like an overworked, high stress, uh, no appreciation Mm -hmm. and in a really weird, crazy extra time of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In addition to like that job already in itself. And then with the pandemic and then to see like the kind of abuse that you went through in that role, like unintentional, I'm sure abuse, but still Mm -hmm. abuse in that role to now be on like the literal opposite side where you're appreciated in the environments that you're yeah. in. And yeah. I just want to take a second, Amanda, because I know you have lots to say, because I've hardly okay. talked this whole time, which is totally fine. I love your story. I think this is so beautiful. And But what I love about this is that, so first of all, a, no, a couple of things I noticed. One is your whole energy shifted. As soon as you were talking about, you know, the nursing job, like I could feel through the screen and see it on your body language the the downward spiral that that was taking you even just going back and remembering it was like oh right like it's a heavy weight it like it weighed on you and when you finally let it go i literally could feel almost like you purging it through the screen again when like like when you did it again you did it today in this in this in this in this call and i don't know if anybody else could feel that or hear that but i certainly could and then you know you found this job that you didn't plan for you didn't plan to go into insurance. I'm guessing you stumbled upon it knowing that you wanted to bring money into the family. Indeed. And, right? <laughs> right? And 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 here you are you found this amazing family of people that you could work with that made you feel good and then you joined this community where you found your people and you're able to see through a passion that you've had for a really long time. And the reason I'm re-highlighting, I'm doing a bit of a highlight reel of what you've just said is because I think like a lot of the conversations I'm having with people are that many people don't make the jump because they think, well, but they live in this place of fear. Well, what if this doesn't work out? And what if I don't like that job? And what if I do that thing and it doesn't work out? And the reality is it might not. But the other reality is depending on how you're looking at the situation and how much you want change, you Mm -hmm. can keep shape-shifting until you find the right place and the right fit, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, you know, not every, and I'll definitely talk about the physical and mental health component because not every personal trainer, um, you know, studio or gym is gonna feel like what you have found the feel in where you are now. And what I love is that it's celebrating, we're, we're talking to mostly women in this podcast, right? So what I love is that it's celebrating, us as we are but being a more fit and healthy version of who we are because mm-hmm. the number on the scale doesn't matter right what matters is the things that you just said and now i'm totally taking control of this conversation oh, but like, right but what you just said is like i am going to be who i am i i'm just going to do things because they feel good for me and i want to help other people feel good and honestly like i mean i don't know if i know but i feel like i know that those are like the criteria for living a great life Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many of us have been missing it because, and maybe you can talk for yourself here, but like I know when I worked corporately, and I was working for this organization, and once I finally left, I was like, "How did I stay so long in that? It didn't make me feel good. I wasn't appreciated. I didn't enjoy the work anymore that I was doing there." And now that I'm over here, I can see it, but it took so long to mm. see it, right? And
1: then there's that thing of imposter syndrome too, right? Like, in, like where you just You don't feel like you're good enough. You don't feel like you can do it. Oh my gosh, you see all those influencers on Instagram. I can't be like that. Or you're afraid of the judgment. You're afraid of the self-judgment. And the other piece that I forgot to sort of mention in here is that I actually hired myself a life coach.
0: Oh, good for you.
1: I hired one last fall um, as I was doing my second shift last year. I, I hired one. And Like she made me do the work. She made me go through that imposter syndrome and say, Yeah, you can do this. Stop self judging. Um, The self judgment is the biggest thing I had to get over because really, the only person I need to be accountable to is myself. Mm -hmm. You need that accountability from anyone else, right? You know, she made me do that inner child work, that shadow work. Um, It was just, there were days that I would be on there with her and I would just cry because <laughs> there's, you know, just, there was just things releasing, like, you know, and, and you start to see things in your life that no longer serve you. And why doesn't it serve you? And it's because, well, I'm not like this anymore. This is not really who I am at the core. And you start to see your own core values develop and putting out that energy. And like I said, it's like, it's, I am a true believer of the energy that you put out there is what you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. And I really focused on putting that energy out there, you know, finding something that works for me, finding where I fit. And I honestly believe the universe gave that back to me.
0: hundred percent. I agree with that.
1: And now like, I'm looking at my life in April of 2023 and I'm like, I'm happy, you know, the finances are good the money's coming in, you know, I mean, my husband's employed again and he's doing well. Um, you know, I really didn't need that, you know, $87,000 a year nursing job. (laughs) It meant nothing to me. It, It was no longer about the money. Um, now I just work and I enjoy what I do, whether, you know, from the time I get up to the time I go to bed at night, I don't feel that stress. I sleep at night. Um, like there's just been so many positive things that have happened you know my husband and I have traveled twice since January you know so it's and there's more to come so like we're we're just you know all of a sudden just living and loving our lives and it just doesn't feel like we have anything holding us back now Um, and it's even reflected in my children Um, my children are happier now they're thriving and it just it almost feels too good to be true to be honest, right? Um yeah, but
0: I think but I think what happens too is like pandemic aside, we get into this zombie-like way of life, right? Where we we get up and we go to work and we do our routines and we do our thing and we just do the thing that we've always done. And sometimes, well I would say oftentimes more than not, it takes a really big shake up. And in this case it happened to be the pandemic for us to go, oh, hold on a second. I've been mm-hmm. doing this like on repeat, <laughs> like <laughs> wash and recycle, wash and recycle, wash and recycle. Yeah, and like a
1: hamster wheel.
0: <laughs> literally, right? And I'm on un- I'm unaware and I'm unconscious of what I'm doing every day, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, something like the pandemic wakes us up and goes, hold on a second. I'm actually not sure I really want to do this anymore. And to simply fall into faith and to know, and of course hiring the coach is a great idea because I feel like, especially through the pandemic, you know, we lost our community. We lost all those connection points. Our friends changed the way we live. Our life was changing. And so to bring somebody else in who can help shine the light on the little corners that we needed a light shine on was super helpful to bring to the forefront where we're really meant to be. So- I think your story is one that many people will connect with and they'll be, they're probably somewhere in the process, right? But I'll bet a lot of listeners are somewhere along that line of, oh my gosh, I can see myself in her story. And if she can do it, I can do it, right? Like there's that component, that inspiration that comes from the change that you've made.
1: It was scary. I'm not going to sit here and say that like, I wasn't fearful. I mean, here I am taking a job with a almost $20,000 pay cut. You know, my husband hadn't worked for a year and a half. Um, You know, like we had bills, Um, you know, just, it just, you know, it was, it was scary to take that initial leap because I was so used to an RN wage, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, for so many years, 20, 21 years, I was used to this wage coming in. And I was the family breadwinner. And I was like, what if this doesn't work? Um, What if, you know, what if? (laughs) Um, But I had to try. I had to do something because I knew that if I stayed in nursing as a frontline nurse, I would have ended up on a psych ward to be honest because Mm -hmm. it was literally killing my soul it was affecting my relationships it was really affecting how I parented um I had no patience like just I was a completely different person during that time it was Mm -hmm. really awful and Mm -hmm. for my husband to come out and say something was almost like the light bulb that went on because he's like I don't know what to do with you on Sunday evenings anymore. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a beautiful because he was able to say that to you in a way that you heard it at that time, right? Like he was seeing enough of a change in you that he knew it was, not, it was impacting you and every level in the household. Right. Cause that's mm-hmm. what happens. We actually don't realize our impact on other people and how our energy is affecting other people. But mm-hmm. eventually when someone can say that and it kind of wakes us up a little and go, Oh my gosh, like, wow, that is actually happening. Right. And I, I love how you said, how, when you worked with your life coach that, you know, she got you to play and like live in that playful inner child side. And I, I feel like we got so far away from that, you know, it's like we get into this life and we're told that we just need to get out there and work hard and do the thing. And then we get trapped in it and become that zombie, like unconscious version of ourselves Who's just doing this thing because we feel like we have to do this thing. And just like what you're saying. And so many people I talk to, it's like the money itself is not the reason it's not the we're not here to make money to live. We're here to live and make money to help us live, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. So if it's literally killing you, mm-hmm. right? Cause either it was going to kill you from a physical perspective or a mental perspective, right? In some way it was taking away the quality of your life and the ability for you to live the life that you wanted to live for you and your family. And mm-hmm. you designed, you redesigned your life. Yep. 100%.
1: That's-
0: So beautiful. I'm so proud of you for making the changes that you made because you're right, it is hard. And you know, like, it's almost like your body is frozen in fear when you're doing something you don't know or haven't done before. Mm -hmm. And crossing over that line of fear, it's like that's what builds this confidence muscle. That's what builds the bravery and the courage because that's what courage is. It's doing something because we're afraid we're going to do it anyway because we know that the benefit is going to outweigh the fear. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what courage is. And you got, you built up the courage, you crossed that line. And the really cool thing is that, and maybe you've already realized this, you can tell me is that I certainly have found that every time that fear stops me, and then I push myself over that boundary and I build that confidence and that muscle every time now that that fear comes again, I'm like, Oh, I know you, (laughs) I know you. (laughs) And I know I've overcome you. Right. Yeah. And as much as like it's in my head, how hard it is, I'm making it harder for myself because I'm telling my head what I want to think. And all these things are souping around. But if I lean back into my heart and I just leave from what feels good and I can lean into this fear and just move past it, it'll go and I'll be on the other side and better things will come.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing that I am now starting to appreciate is because I have done this, I am now opened up myself to other opportunities that have come my way there have been so many other things that have now just kind of shown up (laughs) and the beautiful people that I've met in the last you know less than a year um is just you know it's just all of a sudden all these things all these people all these opportunities are starting to come into my path and I'm going wow you know um even just some of the connections I've made through Instagram that are um, that have been just so positive and uplifting and like, and just because I've allowed this to open myself up to this, this change, um, which I actually think is now going to benefit our family in the long run. So it, you know, it, like I said, it was, it was really hard to get out of that stuck cycle of oh my gosh I went to school to be a nurse I have to stay here because I spent so much money to go to school as a nurse like why would I want to throw this away and I'm not throwing it away I'm using it in my day job Uh, there are certain skill sets required for the type of job that I do do that require the nurse brain Um, but like at the same time like I don't have the stress to go with that responsibility anymore Um, and then of course, being a nurse and being a personal trainer and having that extra advantage, that just adds to what I can offer clients. So it I turned my nursing into other ways of helping people. And Mm -hmm. this is how I truly and authentically want to help people. I want people to, you know, reach their goals, whatever that might be, whether it's physical, whether it's wellness, whether it's vocational, whatever. Um, I want people to have something in mind that they want to work towards and be that catalyst for them to get there. Um and that's what that's what's happening now. I'm starting to see that and I'm starting to see that in clients. I'm starting to see that and even in my own family. So it's it's been a really beautiful um transition, I guess you could say. And you know, I'm so Glad that I stepped over that fear and went with what feels good. And they always say things that feel good aren't necessarily good for you. Um, but in this sense, they were they
0: were lying because I yeah, they, are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are lying because I'm just you know, I'm just like, really? Because if you can work with that, like just do it, just go for it. And if anyone's listening, especially if you're a nurse and you feel like you're stuck. Um, and for me, I was really stuck cause I'm a diploma nurse. I don't have my degree as a nurse, so I'm limited as to where I can go as well. Um, can't do the public health thing. They want, you need to have your master's can't teach, you need to have your master's can't do this, need to have a degree, can't do management, need to have a degree. I'm like, I am not doing that. <laughs> so, you know, if you're feeling stuck, you know, believe me when I say this. There are options. And then if there are other things in your life that draw you, that make you feel good, that, you know, that you want to do, incorporate that with it. Like, there is always options.
0: Yeah. And I love how you talked about like how your skills are transferable from the career you were in into how you're working it now. And like, I just want to, you know, reiterate, nothing is a waste. The way that we fall into this world and the choices that we make, they all add up to something great, right? If we're listening to what's calling us and we're listening to the voice inside of us, that says move past this, take this and do this new thing. Nothing is a waste. And I also want to say that your light is shining bright for so many people who are now seeing you doing this thing and they're, you're, you're lit up from the inside, right? And when you're lit up from the inside, you inspire other people and you show them what's possible. You might have gone through a really hard time, but you found your way through that darkness and into this bright light and you know i for one can see it it's written all over you you're brighter <laughs> than the sky right so so i'm proud of you thank you so much for being here to tell your story with me
1: thank you so and much Christine.
0: yeah and i think Great like too i oh you you are going to help impact so many lives by just by just sharing what you've been through and you know where you are today and that we may not know what the end is none of us know what the end is and really in the world none of us really know what we're doing anyway so if we just take the leaps, try new things, amazing things can happen. And you're definitely an example of that. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: And listeners, I hope you've taken some little seeds away from this conversation. There are many, many examples in Amanda's story that, you know, you can lean into and use as inspiration for yours. You know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to do things crazy and off the wall and totally different than everybody else, but you can do something that makes you feel good. And at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing. How do we feel? How do we leave the people around us feeling? And often that feel is energy and that energy is how we impact the world and ourselves and the people closest to us. So thank you for listening and being here and uh, taking part in Amanda's story. I hope we'll see you again next time. You can follow Amanda on Instagram at myfitfabhealthcoach and follow her journey and see where her next steps take her. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you like this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show or talk to me about speaking engagements, please visit itsmechristined.ca. Thank you again and I'll see you next time.